Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Freeman Means Business, Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to shine a light and amplify the voices of the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. I'm super excited today to actually meet someone. I actually got the pleasure of seeing her in uh, on our Zoom chat, I should say, in video. We um, have met before on the phone. I'm delighted to bring to you Carmela Glover. So Carmela, say your hellos and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Susan. Uh, hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you might be in the world. <laughs> I'm excited uh, to be here with you today just to kind of you know talk and have a discussion and conversation. I'm super inspired by the work that you do, Susan. So I'm, I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. Um, and look, folks who listen, most of them know me. Um, they know that this show is all about you. So I am the one who, who is honored to have you here today. Why don't you, I know a little bit about you, which is why I'm so excited. But for those who may not, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, uh, currently I am the uh, executive director at the Diversity Action Alliance, um, which is a communications and PR focused a coalition um, whose mission is to increase the diversity, equity, and inclusion in the communications profession. So um, I've been doing that for a little over a year now um, and really come to the public relations profession uh, with not such a, a, a typical path. I started my undergraduate degree um, in chemical engineering. So for uh, for 10 years or so, I was doing work as an, a chemical engineer in the beauty sector. Wow. Um, yes. Worked for uh, companies uh, like Procter & Gamble and Johnson & Johnson and, and more recently L'Oreal USA, um, where I did mostly technical work. And, you know, as I navigated through my career path, um, started to do more management level work um, that really drove me to realize how important communications was, no matter what what role you're in. Um, and then uh, on top of that, you know, the diversity was inherently weaved in, being that to, you know, as having my start as an engineer, uh, I was typically the only woman, typically right. uh, the only person of color, uh, and just realizing that you know, communication was important in in making sure that my perspectives were understood and heard from from my key stakeholders. I went back to school and got my master's um, at New York University at NYU in public relations. And so, um, you know, that's how I came to where I am now. I think my, my um, biggest connection outside of work to diversity and inclusion is my uh, membership with um, a historically black Greek letter organization, which was started at an HBCU, um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I'm an active Oh, member. Kamala Harris. Yes, Kamala Harris <laughs> is my sorority sister. Same I am friends with, I swear, I know you'll have thousands of members. I think I'm friends with 9,900, like 900 of them. 900. Yes. <laughs> yes. We it's are amazing. Yes. It's a global organization and it's, uh, it's a good way to, you know, give back to the community in a structured way and, you know, with a, with a sense of sisterhood. Um, and, you know, that's, that's really how I connect, you know, what I do at work, which is a labor of love to, to what I do in my personal life. And so, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. 
You know, I, so first of all, no small companies there that you named. That's awesome that you've had this journey. How incredible for you. Yeah. Uh, second of all, my background, I have a master's in communications with a focus on comms theory. So I'm super passionate about everything you just talked about. Um, and obviously I'm passionate about DEI, but I want to ask you something. Do you find that people misunderstand? Well, I have found that people misunderstand uh, they think communications is an industry. It's not. It's a broad discipline that's in every industry. Yes. And when they say, what industry are you in? I'm, I'm in every industry. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, I would completely agree with that. I, I, am, I have always been a, a proponent of communications is a part of everything you do. You can, that's right. And honestly, the best communicators uh, sometimes don't even have a background in communication. They're, they just, they, they grow out of like curiosity and wanting and learning and to wanting to learn different things, a hunger for just knowledge and then being able to communicate what they've learned with others. I mean, it's every discipline, every job function that you can think of, you can't get it done effectively without communication. So it's a discipline for sure. Um, that can be applied anywhere. You bet. I agree a whole, wholeheartedly. I agree with that. I'll say that, um, I remind people that the receiver makes meaning of the message regardless of the sender's intent. So mm -hmm. in order to, for communication to truly take place, you have to gain feedback. And those are the sorts of practices that good transformational leaders engage with, you know, feedback from team, feedback from the person sitting across from you, you know, finding out, asking a lot of questions, finding out what's important to that person. I think that much like DEI, communications whether you realize it or not is and should be in every fiber of everything you do right it shouldn't be like the second to last page on your website before contact us it should be you know in every strategy every you know vision mission every um plan policy practice you should have DEI and effective communicate effective easy for me to say huh effective communications <laughs> yes. right yeah no I completely agree I, I mean all of the there's a growing body of research that shows that you know um, having these two as two specifically these two uh, chief communications officer as the pace setter and DE and I weaved into everything that you do um, is is really a like a recipe for a successful growing yes. company, right? So, you know, and anything that's really important to the business should be weaved in every part of the business. Completely agree with that. And I think Paige has done a really good, the Page Society, Arthur W. Page, has done some of that research that I thought has been really compelling around, um, you know, the chief communications officer as pace setter. Because, you know, as communicators, we're the ones who are changing the, you know, attitudes and thoughts and minds and behaviors. Um, and that can't just be done by the communications function. It's got to be done across the organization. So exactly. Yep, oh agreed. my gosh. I love this. We're speaking each other's language. This is yes. so nice. Like, you yes. know, I'm not, uh, this is, so I want you to send me that by the way, when we're offline, I want you to send me that um, link to where I can go for that information because that would sure. help me in my work. Um, well, you have been so, um, what a journey and folks, you can't see her. Um, but she looks, I mean, like you must've started when you were eight because I'm telling you, um, you look amazing and you've worked at all these great companies and now you're doing what I think is a highly admirable thing. I mean, this is, this is 
long overdue, greatly needed. Um, you know, I've offered my support wherever you need me, you let me know. Yes, um, but in this really long journey you've had, um, you've had some, like you said, those are some, you know, Procter & Gamble, Johnson Johnson, L'Oreal, those are some big names. What um, maybe was your proudest professional accomplishment? Honestly, uh, my proudest professional accomplishment was transitioning from uh, the, the, big, the name of big world and uh, big industry organizations to the nonprofit world. And, and you know, it's, nice. it's, it's definitely something that, you know, took some thought and some prayer, honestly, on my end. <laughs> Even talking to, you know, those closest to me, you know, like, they're like, wait, you're, you're at a really big company. You're at the number one beauty organization in the world. Are you sure you want to leave and go right. to nonprofit, right? But um, it's been a labor of love and it's, it was the right decision for me. It was very purpose-driven in that yeah. um, I'd gotten to a point in my career where I needed to make some uncomfortable decisions. We, we all know, you know, it's widely said, you, you do your most growing in, in yeah. an area where you're uncomfortable. And I said, you know, it is, it is strange to be going from having worked at all these big organizations and, and, and successful, you know, pharma and beauty companies and just CPG brands uh, to nonprofit. And, but you know, it was time for me to make, make an impact um, that I could feel every day, you know, that wasn't just consumer uh, focused, but you right. know, it was really humanity focused. And it oh, was an accomplishment for me because, you know, it took a lot of thought and a lot of getting uncomfortable and a lot of, um, you know, just believing that it, it was going to all work out. You know, I have to say that is so beautiful. I love that about you because it tells me that, you know, nobody in the DEI space does it for the money, right? So, I mean, if you want to make money, go be a hedge fund manager, but <laughs> we do this because it is purpose-driven. It is personally and professionally fulfilling. It's where personal and professional blend easily. Um, I definitely am one of those people, and I know you are too, who was born to change the world. And I think you're doing that in this position. I'm sure you had a number of people ask you why. And when it's your ikigai, to use the Japanese word for life's purpose, mm -hmm. um, I think that you know either they get it or they don't, but it doesn't matter. It's that you are doing it for your, you know, the highest and best self that's within you. So. I love Absolutely. what you do. I think it's beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank and you. I'm sure, I'm sure the transition had some challenges. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there are, there are, de were definitely days where, you know, I questioned if I made the right decision and yeah, yeah I think you have that in, it doesn't matter what decision you make in life. You always have the moments where you're, you know, you question yourself and, and you wonder, like, is, it, is this the right thing? But you know what? We all have tough days and um, you know, it is, it, it shakes out to be um, something that you're doing for the greater good. And you realize, you know, it's not all about me. <laughs> Especially right. to that point in your career, you know, in early in your career, you were, you're chasing the money, you're chasing the, the big job and the big titles. And um, you get to a certain point where it's, it's more than just about you. And, um, and you realize one, you know, any accomplishment that you make is not your, it's not just your own, you know, there's, That's there's right. always, there's always people behind you and in front of you and next to you who are, um, who are helping you to get to the next stage of your career. And, and, you know, that's just really where I was with it. 
I love that you recognize the connectedness and you give a shout out to that's called wisdom, right? So you've become wise. Um, I did a lot of study under the um, Geert Hofstede, you know, cultural dimensions. And in yes. this country, we are so focused on, you know, nationalism and individualism, whereas in other countries, at least, you know, Eastern hemisphere it's all about collectivism and community and ohana and family and family doesn't just mean you know blood relatives right so i think as i have gotten older and wiser i too have come to really cherish connection with others regardless you know you mentioned curiosity you know a moment ago i think that is a huge tool and that is a tool that combats bias. It's a tool that eliminates racism. If you're curious about another, um, instead of, you know, fearing another or the other, then we are on the right path. Right. So Completely I love everything you have said. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're my kind of gal. I, I want to put you on speed dial. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you know, a little bit about me that I personally believe we should lift women up and I focus specifically on women and other underrepresented, you know, so women and other minorities, because I think, you know, when white men come to me and say, well, why aren't you promoting me? I'm like, because you have already done that for, you know, a thousand years, you're the standard by which everything else is measured. And I'm out to change that. I'm yeah. not trying to teach women to speak white male, but I am trying to support uh, women who want to join me in crashing down that operating system and create yeah. a new fair practice. So what do you think we can do to support women in business? Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, I've, I've in my own personal uh, career and, and life, I have developed what I call the check method. Um, and that's in my, my, you know, my, I call it my circle of sisters. And like you said, it's not necessarily those who are blood relatives to me, but you know, those who are either my mentors or my mentees or my peers. Um, and what, there's three things we do. We check in with each other, we check on each other and we check for each other. Um, so checking in, like, Wait, check in, check on and check for. Yes. And you know, so check in means like reality check, you know, sometimes we do have to check each other, you know, Right. A lot of times we're, we're in the room together, we're having conversations together, and um, it, it, it comes to a point where those, those of us who may be more experienced are recognizing something um, that a, a younger female professional can improve upon. And so, you know, that's, that's checking her or even, even managing up when it comes to females. You know, there was something that you did in, in there in that boardroom that, you know, made me uncomfortable or um, you know, just a reality check. And sometimes it's going to seek that feedback from someone to say, you know, I, how, did, how did you think I handled that? And a lot of times it breaks down those barriers that, that can be caused when there's only a few women in the room. Um, because there, sometimes you develop a, a sense of competition um, oh, yeah. when there's only a couple of you. And so in order to combat that, you, you, you check each other, you know, you, you become an ally with that other woman. And, um, that has helped me a lot, you know, to, to we, a lot of times we're, we're, if there's only two of us in the room, we're both battling to kind of make our voice heard uh, when really you, we can really come together, check each other on, on what we're doing. The check on, emotional check, how are you doing? Are you okay? Um, and uh, because there's a lot that happens in the workplace that, you know, the, our male counterparts just don't experience, you know, they, right. they don't even think about it. You know, even if they did experience it, they don't experience it the same way. So doing kind of an emotional check on those that are in our network, whether they work with you or not, just, you know, 
sometimes it's, it's, I have a group of friends outside of work. We don't all know each other um, in person. We kind of have like six degrees of separation. Uh, but we, we do what we call a check on in every, every quarter or so. And we just talk about what's going on in the workplace, what's going on in society, what's affecting us most. Some of us are moms. Um, and it's a really good outlet. It's, it's just a, a circle of, of professional women. We don't have a formal group or networking name. We just get together on now on Zoom. We have tea and we just talk about, talk about things. And, you know, it's I a good way to that. get, yes, cross industry. We're all doing different things in our lives. Some are teachers, uh, you know, some are in politics and some of us, you know, obviously we're in communications and, um, you know, it's been really good. And that's the check on thing that I love. And then check for which is sponsorship. Um, and that's one oh, thing nice. that has been really, really powerful for me is to, um, you know, when I was at L'Oreal, I was a, um, at some point a hiring manager and just making sure that I was being a sponsor for those high performing women on my team, um, especially when I was in the engineering function and there weren't very many of us, of just advocating for those who are not necessarily in the room and need someone to advocate for them. Um, and those are kind of the, the, the three things that, that I like to do, you know, always bring, bring another woman along because, you know, there's, that's the only way that we're, you know, there can't, we can't just be the only or the first woman and be, be satisfied with that. Um, and that goes for, you know, whatever diverse demographic you represent, you know, if you notice that you're the minority, bring someone along with you. And I think it's especially important uh, because women, we, I mean, we are, <laughs> listen, women have capabilities that, that, you know, and, and uh, experiences that men will just never have. And we need those right. perspectives in the room. Oh my God. I, I've been taking notes. I don't, usually, <laughs> I usually, I don't usually do that on my podcast. I was like, I got to get my notebook out. This is amazing. <laughs> oh. um, I can't tell you. I've never had someone give an answer that moved me. Uh, that is so not only meaningful in raising awareness, but there's action in that, right? There's some, yeah. you know, tips on what to do, some tactics. Let's, let's do this. Let's not just talk about it, but let's do it. Um, I wrote all of that down. I was writing seriously, trying to keep up. I'm glad. I'm amazing. Glad. Amazing. So I want to be in your circle of sisters. Awesome. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> wow. Yes. And I'll tell you, um, I teach a lot about, you know, the, the, the biases that women most face in the workplace. Um, and tug of war is one of those where, women hurt one another because the system only has two spots at the top for women. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you, put that rope down and start clawing the, the system to create exactly. more spots at the top, not clawing exactly. each other. Um, exactly. Oh my gosh, I have so much I want to ask you once we're off the recorded um, <laughs> podcast. Yeah, you're amazing. Thank you. Let me ask you, I know that um, some people, I'm not a religious person, but I'm highly spiritual. And I believe that, you know, the universe or God brings us through rough and deep waters, not to drown us, but to cleanse us. And we have a choice, you know, we can win or learn. I choose never to lose. Right. Uh, that said, what has been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? I, I wouldn't call it a setback. It was definitely a challenge. Um, and that was adjusting to balancing my career and my family. So um, a couple of years ago, I was blessed enough to, you know, give birth to a beautiful baby girl who is now in her terrible twos. And um, <laughs> yes, especially in this, in this time, you know, I'm, I'm want so much to give everything 
um, to my family. But, you know, being a, a woman who has um, constantly chased after my career and being the best at everything I do, balancing being the best mom, the best wife, the best, you know, uh, executive You're or woman, you know, whatever right doing work, it is, it's a challenge. Um, and I can, and like you said, you know, I am, a, I am religious. I'm, you know, I, I, I do practice my faith and it has actually been one of the things that's helped me through. And I'm, I mean, it's a buzzword now, but mindfulness, I'm just taking a moment to kind of sit yes. back and relax and do what I want to do <laughs> has helped me to, uh, to really balance that. And, you know, I really, I was really, really tested because I, I uh, got pregnant with my daughter when I was still a studying in my master's degree. Oh, wow. Working full time at L'Oreal, nine to five, in the evenings going to school, and then halfway through my studies, um, you know, had a baby. And so it really prepared me to, to balance that um, once school was out of the picture. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of kind of just taking it day by day, you know, having yeah. faith that things are, are going to work out the way they're supposed to, um, and embracing that part of my life, you know, not being, and especially now in, in our more remote world, it's so much more accepted. I mean, I remember yes. years ago when uh, there was a, a BBC interview that happened where a, a little girl came in and, and on her dad when he was doing an interview live uh, for the BBC. And I remember it being it, like viral, right? And now it's so normal. And that has really, that's, you know, that's really helped me to um, feel more comfortable with it. But even before we moved to remote, you're just really embracing every part of who I am and, you know, it was one thing to say, okay, yes, I'm black and I'm a woman and I'm working in corporate America. Um, and then you continue to add these intersectionalities as you go through your life. Um, and so it's definitely been a challenge, but I would say it's, it's so not even just more that it's, it's more accepted, but that I've, I've learned to accept that this is, this is where I am and, and practice balance and be able to give that advice to, you know, some of my mentees who are coming in who are interviewing for a job and they're like, well, should I say that I'm a mom or should I wait till after I, I get the job? Um, oh, you know, that is such a powerful question. Um, I think years ago we would say, don't say anything, but now I am all about owning the whole self. Bring, yeah. bring it, right? Absolutely. Be authentic. You are amazing. So I'm thinking about the little things that you said in the big message that you delivered. Little things like, um, you know, just take today, mindfulness. If you, if you just live in that moment, then you can handle anything. Um, yeah. I often say interrupt anxiety with gratitude. Live in gratitude and know um, that change is a constant, right? So Absolutely. Embrace Absolutely. And honestly, really yeah. kind of taking a step back and just being thankful. You know, a lot of times we get caught up in, you know, what, what's not happening or, or what, right. what's not going right, right? And sometimes, and this is where being a part of the, uh, a part of Alpha Kappa Alpha helps me is we always, you know, have initiatives to give back to those who are more in need than we are. And sometimes that's a reality check. Like, you know, here I am complaining or, you know, just worried about the future when, you know, there's, there's a lot of luxuries that I'm afforded. You know, we say first world problems and we, you know, we, we laugh about that we have these first world problems, but they truly are first yeah. world problems. And, you know, it's some, sometimes giving back allows you to, to really sit back and say, you know, I, I'm, I'm a lot more privileged than, than sometimes I give my life credit for, you know, and if, if nothing good ever happened, I say this to myself a lot, if nothing good ever happens to me again, you know, I had, I, I, I've, I've had a lot of opportunities. I love um, that. So yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. That is so awesome. Um, I am very spiritual, but again, not religious. So those little sayings that mean a lot, they carry me, you know, living in gratitude, recognizing that, you know, if there's a so-called problem and people are freaking out about it, I tell myself, did, did a baby die over this? No, this is not ER, right? Right. Yeah. This is ER, not ER. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, when I was working for, for L'Oreal, we used to have uh, what we considered major crises and uh, there was a delay and a new product coming out. And, you know, sometimes when the team would be really anxious and we're up late at night and we're trying to work through the crisis and, you know, I can't imagine what they're going through now with supply chain issues, uh, you know, during yeah. COVID-19, but we would go through things and have to delay our, our new product launches. And sometimes I would sit back with the team and say, you know what, guys, no one is going to lose it because this color lipstick didn't come out on September. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, no no yeah. blood on the floor for that, for sure. Right. Absolutely. I love that perspective that you're able to keep that perspective. Um, I will say a little shout out to L'Oreal. Um, I have certainly upped their stock in home hair coloring since COVID-19. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> They're Absolutely. my new best friend. My husband has even, you know, like he knows the face of the woman on the box for the color that I use. That Got way it. he goes to the grocery store. He's like, well, here's your girl. I know this is the <laughs> Yeah, I know this is the hair color you use, so he'll buy me. He's like, they were on sale, so I got <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I do love the lessons we're learning out of COVID-19 and shelter in place is that we're learning what's important, you know? Um, I love not having to, now look, I sometimes miss it because I like putting my power suit on and getting up in front of the room and doing my thing, right? Yeah, but I also love now that I'm not in that, hour and a half commute. I'm not, you know, having to struggle in those heels and, yep. you know, I'm still able to be professional, I think has a new look, right? Absolutely. Professionalism means something new. And I love that it means bringing your whole self. If I hear your baby in the background, that's okay. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It's real life, you know? So. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's done wonders, honestly, for, for, like you said, ex just really expanding, you know, diversity and the, not just the acceptance of it, but like driving that curiosity. I mean, we're, we're on, you know, we're on zoom, we're in, we're in each other's homes. We're really getting to learn a lot about each other. And, you know, I'm all about finding those commonalities and it's so much easier to do when, you know, <laughs> we're, we're all at home. We're kind of in our natural environment. Um, you're naturally a little bit more comfortable that way. And you can still be professional and conduct business. And I've always been a proponent of, of team building. And I think the, the greatest team builders are, what is that on your wall? Is that, you know, and just, you know what I mean? Like, so or I have that. Rich, I love the painting that's behind your head. Yes. Yeah, I painted that at a, at a paint and sip. And it's, um, it's a representative painting of um, just, you know, just a, a woman and in, in walking in her, in her mindfulness. And, um, you know, I, typically put up pictures on my wall that are not painted by me because that's not my that's not my skill of choice it um, looks but like that it one is. I was about to say I can't believe you painted that that's incredible it's beautiful yeah. thank you you thank know you. what if you wouldn't mind um take a picture of it on your phone I'll crop it and I'll um put it in the blog that I write about you because it is it is remarkable it was the first thing I know so first of all your lipstick I noticed that first and then <laughs> yes. secondly I noticed the pink in the painting and then the painting itself 
Yes. Yeah, me. absolutely. You know, one thing that I, I get a lot of joy out of, and you know, you had, you'd kind of alluded to it earlier, you know, just, I think you'd, you'd mentioned like the, I think it was Ikigai, you said, life's yeah, purpose. Ikigai. And, um, and while I, um, you know, while I, I I'm sure a hundred percent that I moved into the work that I'm doing because it's part of my life's purpose, I find joy in inspiration and art and creativity. And, you know, that, that was a big part of my life that, you know, I didn't want to lose leaving L'Oreal. You know, I, I had the, um, the, the luxury of being able to do something I loved as a woman and working in the beauty sector. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I find that I ex express myself through art a little bit and through my lipstick color and my hair yeah. change and my hair color change. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to lose that either. You know, there's a, oh, I, okay, I love this. The icky guy, yeah, what the world yeah, needs, what you I, love, what you're good at, what you can be, love this. It I love the like consensus. you're right there in the middle of that Venn diagram where you yes. found all these things and they've come together in your current position as both mom and, you know, your role at CAA or at DAA, I should say. Um, yes. it, it's, it's not easy. And I don't think a lot of people live their lives having found this place, right? Agreed. Um, Agreed. You're very blessed. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? Um, part of how I was able to find my life's purpose, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Patrice Tanaka at Joyful Planet. But you bet. I love yes. her. <laughs> she you does know. a amazing workshop on life's purpose and really helps to, and I mean, this is how I got to, you know, to where I am. Um, and it was actually one of the um, workshops that really helped me to realize that, yes, I did make the right decision, you know, shortly after my career transition, wondering, did I do the right thing? I, I took Patrice's workshop um, and she's our, she's a co-chair of the Diversity Action Alliance. And so it, it all comes full circle. Um, but prior to her being a co-chair, she, she held the, the Life's Purpose workshop and it made me realize, you know, this is what, this is what I was supposed to do. She's really big on purpose and finding joy and kind of just like it here in this Venn diagram, um, matching up what the world needs, what you're good at, what you love and what you can be paid for. And just really putting that all together to find, you know, what, what your life's purpose is. So this, it was, it's a really, really full circle type thing for me. Well, if it's okay with you, I'll put this image in the blog cast as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. This is a, a so perfect. Let's give a little purpose. shout out to Patrice because um, I lived in Hawaii for six and a half years. So I know a lot of the friends that she knew years and years ago. Um, and then I also met her through Deirdre Breckenridge, who's out. She's one of my closest friends. She's in, uh, New Jersey, and she introduced me to Patrice. And now Patrice is on my Executive Institute on Inclusion faculty. So yes. she's magical. Isn't she? Isn't yes. she? She And you know what? She's been, you know, in every season of your career, you have a different set of mentors. And they have some from are within the, the profession that you're in and some from outside of it. And, um, you know, you can always recall the current mentors that you have. And, and she's one of them, you know, and I have a few. Um, and some of them are from, you know, years ago when I first started my career. Some of them are, are you know, from when I was a, a college student um, and some are from right now. And she's definitely one of the one of the people who has she's she's used the check system without even knowing it. She checks in on me. She checks for me. Um, and, you, she, you know, she checks me. She says, you know what, you've, you've, this is something that you can do better, that I believe in you. I know you can do it better. You know, so, um, you know, amongst many she others, it, she's it's so magical. loving. Always Absolutely. love. Yeah. absolutely well i i am in her fan club as well so i'm with <laughs> you all that um 
Let me ask you this. This is the part of the show that I ask people to tell us something surprising about themselves that maybe their circle doesn't know. And then there's also something new to my show I've been doing. I say it's new. It's been about six months. Uh, it's called the wild card question. So you can either choose to do one or the other or both. Hmm. So I could either do sup the surprising fact about me or the wild card question or both. Correct. All right. Well, I definitely want to do the wild card question. That sounds exciting. <laughs> so awesome. We could, we so could do both. If we, yes. Yeah, we could do both if we have time, but I'd love to start with the wild card question. If, if awesome. Nothing else. So here, I need some music in the show here because this is where I pull from 144 questions. Okay. Okay, this is a great question. I have pulled this before. It's amazing. So tell us something you know today that you wish you could tell your past self. I wish I could tell my past self that you have so much more time ahead of you. Don't rush. <laughs> Oh, I was I always that in a rush. I was always in a rush to, uh, I was in a rush to graduate. I was in a rush to get a job. I was in a rush to, um, you know, just do everything. I wanted to not miss out on anything. And, um, you know, there's, there's, I, I mean, I'm a millennial. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm under 40, I'm under 35. Um, and I, I've done so much and there's, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to retire for at least another 30 years. I mean, so I've learned to kind of slow down and, and learn while I'm in the moment and not be in a rush to move on to the next. And um, I wish I had done that a long time ago, uh, you know, a long time ago when I was, you know, 25 or, or 21 and um, just to slow down and, and really absorb where I'm at, just be in the present. I'm, I'm working on that now too, you know, just making sure that I'm not multitasking. When I'm yeah. in a meeting, I'm, I'm paying attention and, um, and then I complete the, the task and the goal that I'm in before I try to move on to the next one. I think that is such a valuable lesson. And because you're still young and have a long career ahead of you, to learn that now is very meaningful. I mean, to savor each day, each moment of each day, to live in the present, to be. I often say we, we're, we've become human doings instead of human beings because we've Absolutely. forgotten how to be. And one thing I want to say, I, I, you know, I usually don't take notes during my podcast, but I, I have two pages of really great stuff because <laughs> yes. you're, you're so great. You're awesome. Well, you know, I have notes too, Susan. I do. I wrote, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the Venn diagram that I know you're going to share a picture of it, but I'm excited about this, uh, this concept of Ikigai. I mean, I have, I have at least a page of notes here too. I think we've had like... <laughs> Such, you know, it's been, it's been both ways. It's been mutually, oh, mutually so gratifying. You know, I want to say that you mentioned joy earlier and I know, you know, at least in this country, we all and often know entertainment, but I think it's very rare for someone to know true joy. Yeah. And when you slow down and you savor the moment and you sit with it, and you reflect not only on the world outside you, but even the world, especially the world inside you, mm -hmm. then you may know true joy. Absolutely. And um, that is, that is so powerful. I mean, it is, it's something that you, you the way you have said it was so eloquent, but there's, there's something about really experiencing it for the first time that makes you realize what you've been missing when you haven't just taken the time to 
to be in the moment, you know, it's, um, it's, there's really no words for the, you know, the, the level of joy that you experience when you, when you really appreciate what's, what's going on right now, you know? I agree. I agree. May I make a book recommendation that, um, it's a book I read 20 years ago, uh, changed my life. One of many, I'm a huge, I'm a voracious book reader, so I love reading, but this book by Michael Gelb, G-E-L-B, is called How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. And in it are some, he's a, he's a corporate trainer. Like he goes to IBM and he does the retreat or he goes to Disney and he does the retreat. You know, he's got all the, but this book, not only does it give an historical perspective of the most amazing person um, named Leonardo da Vinci, whom I adore. I mean, it's amazing. He's brilliant. But it gives you exercises in the book um, that really heighten your genius, right? Uh -huh. So, um, you know, experiencing the world with your eyes closed for an hour, like it, it heightens other senses. It makes you aware in other ways. When we live like you did and like I used to as well, fast, you know, what's next, you know, moving on to the next thing before we close the door on the last one. And it really stops you, makes you slow down. This book makes you critically think and it's very rewarding. You can do exercises with your family, with your board of directors, you know, whatever. Um, it's really great. So I highly recommend the book. And I don't know that I've recommended it on a podcast before, but you and I connect so well. I mean, like uh, I've lived the life that you're describing, uh, especially when I was in Boston. Uh, it's a much faster pace than um, Baton Rouge, where I <laughs> used to live. <laughs> I think that's a Garth Brooks song, Boston to Baton Rouge or something. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, let's go on to the surprising fact about you. Tell us something people who know you may not even know. Uh, something that people who know me, I'll say something my colleagues probably don't know about me, and that is I have two guilty pleasures outside of work, and that is uh, sneakers. I have probably, I have over a hundred <laughs> pairs. I have over a hundred pair of sneakers. Wow. Um, <laughs> and my other guilty pleasure would be lipsticks. So I probably have over a hundred lipstick shades. <laughs> that awesome. Is, yes. awesome. So I get it. You live and work in the city. You got to walk everywhere. I can imagine that's where your sneaker thing comes into good, you know, you get good yes. out of them. Absolutely. But there is no good excuse for you or me to have over 100 lipsticks. And I'm with you, sister. I have over 100 lipsticks. <laughs> yes, yes. And now that we're working from home and Zooming all the time, I don't even get on video anymore. So my lipsticks have gone unused for far too long. I think I'll start yeah. lipstick on as soon as I wake up. Yeah. You know what? The other thing is putting a mask on when we go to the grocery store or you know, out to get necessities and things like that. It just makes no sense to wear lipstick because, you know, our face is covered by the mask. So I try to fit it in whenever I can, but, um, you know, definitely not getting as much use as I, as I used to when we were going into the office, but having my heels in my, in my purse all the time, I needed a pair of sneakers, you know, that was still fashionable just in case I ran into someone. Honestly, um, so. I think those are awesome and fun and, Ain't nothing wrong with those guilty pleasures, my friend. I've, yes. I've heard worse. <laughs> Let me say, I don't think you're hurting yourself or anyone else with those guilty pleasures. So I love Absolutely. it. That's hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> Um, you should send me a picture of your closet full of sneakers. So your drawer. Will do. Yeah. Fun. 
Um, you're so awesome. My cheeks are burning from smiling and laughing so hard and, and mm -hmm. just enjoying. This time flew by. I'm looking at the clock going, wow, this was a great conversation. I'm so it happy was. we had it. Me well, too. I really enjoyed. Yeah, you've got a lot to share and I want the world to know you. I know that they probably do, but uh, if there's a person or two out there who doesn't, how can they reach you if they want to learn more about you? You know, best way to reach me is a message on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm pretty active there or send me an email, carmella at diversityactionalliance.org. Um, those are the two channels I, I check the most. And you'll, you know, I always respond back and I may not respond back, you know, uh, within 24 hours, but I will get back to you. So, you know, I welcome anyone. So, so follow me on LinkedIn, send me a message or send me an email. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I think we are connected, but if not, shame on me because um, I'll reach out. If we're not, I'll reach out and connect with you on LinkedIn. You're yes. someone I want to keep, you know, in my life, even after this show is over. Um, so I'll be pinging you at LinkedIn messaging as well. Likewise. Thank you so much, Susan. This is, I think what you're, what you're doing with this podcast is amazing. I'm, I'm grateful for what you're even doing outside of it with the, with the EII. I mean, this is, I think this is a good connection, um, you know, lots of synergy, uh, lots of natural chemistry here. I had a really good time talking Me to too. you. Me too. That's why I said, so. oh my gosh, I've never, <laughs> usually they're 30 minutes or less, these podcasts, but I could have talked for another hour with you. You're incredible. <laughs> I have totally enjoyed it. I can't Likewise. wait to follow up. So folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I love to shine a light on other women. And she certainly, let me tell you something, Carmela, you are amazing. You're a light in and of it of yourself, right? Thank you. Um, just you keep on shining. You hear me? All right. All right, folks. Have a good day, everybody. Bye bye.